Okay, so let's, we'll, we'll pick up, so we, we've been talking about uh, being in awe of Hashem, and really when a person lives with this uh, awe, you live really differently, like your a whole, a person's whole connection to Yiddishkeit, or their whole connection to Judaism, is at a much higher level, so we, we discussed at length um, how a person comes to a state of, of awe of Hashem, and then last week we started in saying, well, if you're in awe of Hashem, you have a lo- awe means you, you are a complete uh, you know, recognition of the greatness of God, and you want to do mitzvahs correctly. So it means, if you, and you care about the relationships. So one of the things we talked about of awe is you don't want to damage something. When you have a very deep relationship with somebody, you know, I, I mentioned this past few weeks because it's important that the, 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 the Zayhar and the works of Kabbalah and the works of the Nevi'im all compare the ultimate relationship between a husband and wife to a relationship with God. Because really, in that relationship, it should be a very deep bond. And the same thing is with, with Hashem. And just like you would never want to damage that relationship, so should you, you want to damage the relationship with Hashem. So we said last week, when you're doing mitzvahs, right, which is, a, which is an act to connect to God, it's not just, it's not just a commandment. But it's actually, mitzvah comes from tzavzah, to connect. So when you do a mitzvah, you want to do it on the highest, possi- on the highest possible uh, 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 level. And if you do something, imagine going to somebody and giving them a gift. And if you go ahead and give them a gift, and it's a cheap gift, or it's poor wrapping, or you don't think about the gift, you give somebody who is a vegan, you give them a steak, right? That's the gift you give them, right? So that really is actually a negative. When you give a gift in a bad way sometimes, so mitzvah is not exactly like that, but we want to do mitzvahs in the... In the, in the something is important, you want to do it in the best uh, uh, possible way. So, it's, so we discussed that last week. And then he says as follows. If you have a relationship with somebody, and you do something, and you do it less than you could, and you could have done more, at some level, it's actually sinful. Why? Because it's damaging. Right? You, 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 you visit somebody and you're unhappy or you give somebody a gift and it's not appropriate. Right? So when you're doing mitzvahs, instead of doing things in the best fashion, you do it in a very poor fashion. Actually, you know, we're talking about relationships here. So ultimately, a relationship with Hashem. If you do mitzvahs in a way where it's not important or it's not exciting, so at some level, it actually could be a damaging. Right? I mean, of course it's better to do something than nothing. But we're saying on, on a higher level, when you should be recognizing to do things correctly, you don't save your leftover uh, food for a good guest. <laughs> right? You know, you have somebody important coming to your house, and you scrounge together the things like the food from a week ago, and you serve it, it means it, it, you're really not acknowledging the guest. So we'll see how that applies to Shabbos and stuff like that, but it's actually a, a loss of, at some level. Humash and Navi Malachi. Malachi actually was the last of the prophets 2,700 years ago. So he chastised the Jewish people for doing this. If you give a sacrifice, in the days when they had korbanos, if you give a sacrifice, you're giving the old, you don't even care about it, right? It's like, you don't, you have no, it's, it's something you don't even care about. That's what you bring God, would you go in front of a human being and bring this? Imagine the following thing. If you were be invited tomorrow in front of, who really cares, but let's say imagine you were, or you were invited in front of Queen Victoria, okay? 
Now, and you, and you have to give her a gift, it's a Shalom Aleichem to, to Queen Victoria. I don't know if you say Shalom Aleichem to her, but you She's say... Alive, so uh, to her daughter. Okay, Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, I was giving an example uh, of somebody. She, her, the mother was a lot more chashev. So, so at the end of the day, right, so what would you give her? You wouldn't pick something. You would want to be, you would be embarrassed to give her something cheap. You'd get dressed up. So same thing when we relate to Kajbarko, it has to be with a certain amount of reverence, a certain amount of appreciation for what you're doing. If a person goes ahead and does, does things in a cheap fashion or in a haphazard, it's actually a negative. If I, you know, I mentioned if you, have, if you have an anniversary, if I come to my wife, um, again, anniversaries, you know, actually, I, I actually appreciate my anniversary. I really, honestly, I, I don't, not because it's, I really, I, 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 it resonates with me. This year's 18, which is good. Uh, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm like, uh, so, you know, but imagine if I'm saying, you know, and this is true, I'm so happy to be married to you, my best friend. I, I know, I really thought about you, and I say, I want to give you something, and I give her some weeds. <laughs> that we've had shallow bites for 18 years. Baruch Hashem. I've never done something so stupid, but, you know, I give her some weeds. Right? What would, how, would that, how would she feel? Like, how would I feel? Like, what would I be showing myself? Forget my wife right now. How would I be investing in that relationship? I'd be giving What am I telling myself about my relationship? Right? I mean, it's not that important. It's not, I don't have to be that careful. So if I give weeds, it's not just I damage my relationship. To, let's say in this case, my wife. Um, but in that sense, I would be damaging my own relationship and how I view the relationship. You understand? If you do mitzvahs in it, just to get rid of it, just to do it for the sake of doing it, then it, it's not important to you and it's not important to God in that sense. And it's actually a damaging thing. You see that even in small things, the Torah was so careful to do mitzvahs correctly, to do mitzvahs with uh, an awe of what you're doing. You, you know, I've been around Sadiqim Gudmore, great, great Torah scholars. When they did a mitzvah, they were, they, it was like they won the Mega Millions. Not, not the Mega Millions this week. The Mega Millions two weeks ago. They were so, they, they really felt the appreciation for the amazing thing they were doing. And, and, and by the way, not only was the mitzvah more valuable, they were affected by it so much more because it was an appreciation for it. So you see even in halacha how that goes. V'amru chazal, now this is again not pertinent, not necessarily not, but just shows you the, the carefulness. It used to be, in the time of the Talmud, that water that was uncovered was unsafe because there, there were many snakes in Israel. And there was a concern. It was like today, you know, you have certain waters contaminated. So water that was uncovered water in those days when there were a lot of snakes, where there was a legitimate concern in those days, not necessarily today, that the water would have been uh, contaminated by snakes. Fine. So therefore, people did not drink unco- uncovered water in the days of the Talmud. That was a, a common reality. Just like today, if you have water, which would be in certain places or... We wouldn't drink it. And the time of the Talmud, that's it. Today, there's not snakes running around. There's rats, by the way. So you get not anymore in this building. Not in this building. But we are still Parnassah for, for Atta Crew. 
Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Um, so, so at the end of the day, you know, it's not a problem, but the time of Talmud it was. So, so it says, I'm going to be in Masha Scala, so he signed them with Masnas. So, what you still couldn't do, if you would strain them, maybe you would drink it, but even if it was drinkable, once it was contaminated, you would not be able to use it on the Mizbech, on the altar. It could never have been used in the base of Megadish. We mortar that was tampered with, that had been strained, and the raw, strained it, it would still be disqualified water. Right? It would not have been considered good water. So the Ramchal says, Re'ena, what's the problem? Even a, 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 people would drink it, but it's not covered. It means it was a considered secondary water, like recycled water in a certain way. And it was not. You need to give your best. You need to give your best when you're doing mitzvahs. But you know why? I, I, I've said. That, I think I said this at one point. If you do your best, you'll feel differently about the mitzvah. You're honoring the mitzvah. It creates a sense of awe. If you come to shul, okay, on Shabbos with jean skirts and I don't know, uh, maga shirt, uh, you know, or. Or whatever shirt you like, uh, Hillary lost, uh, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, you come to show with, or hello, you love Hillary. Uh, I don't care. I mean, the point is, you, you would. That's how you come to a show, right? Why? Because if you would go to again Queen Victoria's daughter or Victoria herself, you'd be invited to a royal ball. Right? How would you dress up? You would dress up a certain way, and you know what? You'd feel this is very chashev. This is very important. I'm doing something that's important, right? I'm doing something that's valuable. You cre- it's not just that it's an honor of the synagogue or the honor of reverence, right? If, someone come, if a man comes there with a tank top and shorts and flip-flops to the shawl, so he, they're not going to feel they're in a shawl. They'll feel like they're, I don't know. But maybe they would because that's how they chose to come. N- n- that, I'm not n- saying it's the right way. No, 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 no. But so, if you have such a close, intimate relationship with Hashem, you're supposed to go comfortable. So, like you're at home. So, let, 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 so yes and no. You, we, one should aim for an intimate relationship with Hashem. But when you're in an intimate relationship, you want to give honor to it. And in real life, if you would be going to an important place, you would dress up to that place. That doesn't mean you have to wear a... But, but you address the, the, the role, and if you're in front of the king of kings, certainly in front of any human dignitary, you address that way. Right? That's, the, that's the first thing. So when you have to realize the way we view prayer is that you're literally talking in front of God. So if you have an appointment with God, you would address the role. Now having said what you said, great people, even in their house, they will connect to God. There's no question. But if you want to raise the bar, you want to pick up the thing, you would... Dress the role. So, or if you have a Sabbath table, no matter what you do at the table, you'll connect it up. But there's a way to do it, which we'll see in a moment, which is a much higher level. It's a, it's a greater reality. You're honoring it more. Just like if you, you're friendly to your parents, you see your parents, you can do it on a low level. Or imagine you go all out for them. Okay? It's much better if you go all, all, all out. You can have a, a birthday party for your, you know, your mother's 70th birthday. Okay? Um, or you can have a birthday party for your mother's 70th birthday. You could give her her favorite things. You can do her best things. Now, you may just say, it's just a birthday party. I'll do it. Or you can really invest in it. And you know what? When you really invest in your mother's 70th birthday party, 
there's more of appreciation for her and you feel better about it. You're giving more to it. You're investing more into it. There's no question at, at some level, if someone comes in here, better coming in than not. But when you raise your bar, I, I don't know saying, even with the guys who come from, I've seen them, I've had them in more hush of places. And they, they, they dress, they're all, they, they will get dressed up because they, they're investing in something. If it's a client, it's an important person, the same guy, you know, Gil will, will go ahead and get dressed up because he realizes that, you know, you know, Mr. So-and-so, I gotta, I gotta do this. And he's very excited to meet Mr. So-and-so. And there's a certain extent. So what you just said, Sherry, is important. So we should have always that connection. But the more we invest in it, the more chashev it is for ourselves and for the mitzvah itself, for both, on both levels. You understand? Yeah? I understand. I still disagree. <laughs> so why do you disagree? You know, I disagree. Because I think that the event that we dressed up to, it's because of social norm. And because of dress code. Yeah, so let me just say something. And I think faith, belief, it's in your heart. And it has nothing to do with the way that you're dressed. So I haven't seen, he's not talking about dress. I'm just, I picked on dress. But to answer your question, you, you, faith has nothing to do with the dress. But investing in something does. So if you would do any, anything you would do, if you would, if you would honestly go in front uh, to the, uh, a very important place, dressed down, I don't think it would make a difference. But whatever you would do to honor somebody, if that's the, the social convention for that, you should do the same thing. right? Because that is a sign of honor. You're 100% right. It, 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 at the end of the day, it's an external thing, but it brings out an internal thought. right? If you're going on a date, you want to dress up. It doesn't make a difference. It's not the act of dressing up. It's because you're showing this is an important thing to you. So whatever is a sign of importance to you is how you would do it, okay? So we'll get to other examples. I was just picking something randomly, okay? The Amr Oy Sifri. It also says in the Medrash, V'chol mivchar nidreichem, D'hanu shalil yavi ala min hamuvchar. When you're bringing sacrifices or you're bringing something, you should bring it from the best. As I said, if I go to my wife, and I, I'm saying it's 18 years. Thank you so much for being a mother of my children, taking care of me, putting up with me. <laughs> you know, here's some weeds. I mean, what am I showing? What? what? Right, I'm showing I remember the anniversary. Right, but let's say, let's not go weeds. Let's say I buy, like, I get, I get daffodils, you know, um, or, or old tulips. I can get away with it. Maybe they're, like, so they're like somewhat okay. Or six roses, you know, that I got on sale at Kmart. Is Kmart still around? I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, right? So, I mean, what am I... And I'm trying to, to finagle. Instead, I can buy her her favorite set of 24 red, luscious roses. I would never buy, uh, you know, other sprouts because I'm allergic to them. But uh, the 20, I get it what she likes, right? What am I really showing? If I go, if I cheap out... Now again, we're not talking about something I can't afford over here. I'm, I'm, we're talking about something that I could afford, but I'm making the effort for it, right? If, if it's my birthday, and my wife says, okay, I'll make him what he wants to eat, right? Or she's really showing, she is a care. It's a standard of care. And with mitzvahs, right? And with Torah, it's not about cheaping out. It's not, it's not even the money. It's, it's, the, it's the show. It's the act 
of being machshev, of, of giving value to something, because you're showing that it is uh, important. And we see this from the beginning. Kvar Matzanu, we already see this from the beginning of time. From the beginning of time, you see this lesson. Where do you see it? By kind of a hevel. Um, that hevel, having b'chorist tzeno, umelchavayan. Hevel brought offerings from his firstborn sheep and from the choicest of them. Okay? So Hevel offers the best of his sheep. Cain, having made a psoilusi predam, Hevel was a shepherd, he brings the best of his sheep. Cain, by the way, and I discussed the story of Cain and Hevel um, several years ago on Shabbos a couple of times, at least twice. Cain, uh, who, who brings produce of the, the land, he brings the, the, the second dairy stuff, not the best quality. I mean, he keeps that for himself. I'm going to give that to God. I'm going to offer that to God. He brings that, keeps it for himself. And he's not accepted. V'yaz Hashem as Hevel. God finds favor in Hevel's offering. V'el Kayin v'oman chaso lo shah. And with Kayin, he's no shah. And of course, that would start why Kayin gets depressed. He gets angry. Why is Hevel's? Accepted, and of course, the whole story of Cain and Hevel happened. But what the starting point is that Cain, by the way, Cain offered his sacrifice first in the Torah. Cain was actually the first person in the Torah you see offer, make an offering to God, but it's rejected. Right? It's rejected. Imagine, by the way, you're not even married, you, you, you want to propose to somebody. <laughs> you're starting off. You know, I once had, I once had a, a, a lady, a girl tell me she was on a date. Even today, I was dealing with a shidduch of somebody. So someone calls me on, on a date, and the guy insults her on a date. She asked me what I thought. I said, run for your life. Are we crazy? See you crazy? I mean, when you're dating, you know, like when you're dating, that's when you put your best foot forward. You put on the, you be, if that person can't control himself on a date, you would, be, you would be crazy to go any further. Get out of there. This is not for you, right? I mean, guy insults you on the date. You know, Pasha insults you to her, your face, and it was a real insult, but it wasn't like, uh, you know. So, I mean, here you are, Kanye, you're trying to first Korban, and you bring, you know, you know, imagine like a date where you go to like a cheap hotel, and you ask, can we split like a small portion of something? Even if you're married, you know, what would you like if Alex would do that to you? So that's honey, it's our anniversary. Let's go, we'll go to Pars, and we'll split french fries together. <laughs> <laughs> And she's married the man three times. Uh, you know, I mean, right? You feel good about that, right? So, uh, hey, yeah, would you feel good at that? Actually, we do split it. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to split it. I, by the way, I don't like the <laughs> what do you what do you like? Like a lot of things. <laughs> uh, okay. Whatever it is. My point is, is it, do, do you think, actually, I, I would split it because I don't want all that grease. I don't, uh, but, uh, it's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was something you liked. Something, yeah. <laughs> that cake at the JSN dinner last night, that oh, was good. That was good, right? Okay. Uh, now we're talking, right? He takes you out, he gets you one piece of she cake and says, uh, yeah. All right. So, just but on, 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 back, back to seriously. So, Kai, you see from the beginning of time, See from the, from the beginning of time that here he is and it's rejected. And, and, and really it's a message there. When you're doing mitzvahs, again, by the way, 
Khan was at a, on a very high level, so he was he was expected. If 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 a Jew doesn't understand or doesn't know, Hashem loves everything that everyone does. But for somebody who ex- you expect more from, right? So Khan was rejected. But it's also a lesson to all of us. We should do what we can, right? If we want to really have a relationship with Hashem, how we what we put into it makes a difference. The Oimer. Also says uh, it's a, it's a pasuk that it's really at some level it's it's a considered uh, a, a, a a disgrace. Here you offering your your poorest of things, your your least of things. Again, we're not talking about a person can't afford it. We're not talking about he gives all his heart. We're talking about a person cheaps out, right? Whether it's on the expense, whether it's on how you do it. Uh, and more, just to, sh- to, sh- to show other other um, reverence for mitzvahs. V'kama dvarm his harnu zechon lefracha shloim mitzvahs bezuyos aleinu that mitzvahs should not be contemptible. It says kvar kvar amru kol oicha sefer Torah aram nikba aram. If you touch a sefer Torah, a Torah cloth with your bare hands, you'll be buried on cloth, right? Because why? When you have a Torah. You know, you know what's an amazing thing when you're in when in when you're in yeshiva when you see the sefer Torah. That's not just in Simchas Torah. I, you know, I think like a real guy, a gentile, if he comes here in Simchas Torah and he sees people dancing like crazy holding a Torah, and they're dancing and they're ah yeah no 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 and they're all like everyone's I'm getting excited over here, right? Everyone's like sitting there dancing. What is, like what does he think? What is, what what happened? Like somebody did somebody. Do something great. What What are you so excited about? And and, and really, you're, there's such a love for Torah. There's such a reverence because it's not just the words. It, it what it represents. And you know, if you, you, certainly, um, you know that reverence that a person has for the Torah changes how they view everything that's in the Torah. If Torah is so chashiv, you view things differently. If Torah is so, you know, you know, listen. Uh, 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 you know, you're a rabbi. You have uh, you, you have job uh, liability. So, what the liability is, you know, I'm a rabbi. So sometimes, like people stand up. So it's not good for me personally. You can get, you know, I think, oh, oh. but really, for the people, I, if I see a great Torah sage, stand up. You know why you stand up? Because you need to appreciate not that person, but what they represent. They're the Torah. Ravadi Yosef walks in here. He's, he's also not alive, but if he would, right? You know, you would appreciate, wow, this person is a great Torah scholar. I was talking about today uh, about the Chavetz Chaim. You know what the Chavetz Chaim was? Appreciate what a tzaddik this Jew is. And I have, I have to think of an article going in this week. Mir Tzashem, probably by the end of the week, it should be, probably Sunday, on uh, H.com, on Moses Montefiore. You know, you know Moses Montefiore? You know Moses Montefiore? You know you mean Moshe Ben Oh no. Right? You know the windmill over there? Yeah. Do you know he? Do you know that he built? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's how we, we know that's him. We are He's American. He's English. He wasn't yeah, that Israeli. Really. Yeah. But you heard of him, right? Yeah. So I have an article going about a lot. It's, it should be all, all about all, all the amazing things he did around the world. Actually, I thought it was in a per- people like heard the name, but they don't realize how he was a very religious Jew. You know, he, he was a very wealthy Jew, very religious Jew. He said, take a sheikh, a when he traveled the world with him, a sefer Torah, when he traveled the world. He was an amazing person. So I said, like, the, that I, the next one I would like to write, because I'm for Eish, was the Chavetz Chaim. 
You don't want to know the Chavetz Chaim? Do you know the Chavetz Chaim? Ah, Pam Chaim. You know the Chavetz Chaim? No, really? Chavetz Chaim was the greatest rabbi who lived about 100 years ago. He died in 1933. He's close to 100 years old. He was beloved. But you, may, you, you can't imagine in the world a person like this whose whole essence was goodness, kindness, holiness, greatness. You know, Bilchan Rasman once said that anyone who met the Chavetz Chaim can never believe in evolution. You would never believe such a human being could come from a monkey. You can't even imagine what that means to be a holy Jew like this. A tzaddik of a Jew. You know, you see the Chavetz Chaim, you stand up. You know why you stand up for the Chavetz Chaim? Not because he needs you to stand up. You need to stand up. We need to stand up. We need to appreciate what it means to be a tzaddik. What it means to be a great rabbi. Right? When you, when you see a Sefer Torah, going back to this, you treat it with tremendous reverence. You ever see a Yid? I love you know, but I love, you go to see a Jew, they kiss a Sefer. You know why you kiss a Sefer? Because you love the Sefer. It's the same idea, everything you do, and if a Sefer falls down, it bothers you because you, you have reverence. Did you hurt the Sefer? This is an inanimate thing, right? Does the Sefer feel good if I kissed it? Why do you kiss a Sefer? Why if it falls down? Do you, do you pick it up and kiss it? Or you put it away? It's actually brought down in Svarim that to remember Torah, you should kiss the book when you're done. Right? I always say that's the problem with the iPhone. One of the million problems with the iPhone. You daven on an iPhone. You pray on an iPhone. You're going to kiss the iPhone when you're done. I bench for my phone. Do you kiss it when you're done? I, I caught myself a couple of times. Okay. Um, it's I mean, just a reflex. But you know, at the end of the day, why, why? Why think about it? Why, if you kiss a safer, is it is it is it a school of zikaron? Is it a school of remember? So you can say on a metaphysical, on a spiritual level, it's a bracha. But it's, it's also very pashet. If you if something's important to you, you remember it. If something's chashev to you, like a name of a person that's important to you, a birthday, you remember. And when you kiss something, when you appreciate something, when you love something, you'll remember it. And when you, when you, when you, when you have Torah and it's very important to you, or it's very holy to you, you treat it differently. You act differently. When, you, when you're careful how you hold a Sefer Torah. I remember once I was, I was, when I was a bacher, I, was, I went to summer school. I was like, you know, I went to even law school when I wore a hand jacket. So a lady stops me. A, a, a lady stops me. She says to me, so I was in summer school, are you in yeshiva? And I was like some 60-year-old lady in college. In FIU I was in my parents' house for the summer. Uh, this, this was literally 25 years, 20-something years, close to 25 years ago. So I said, yes. She says, oh. I'm like, I said, I said she should, I said, do you, do you, she says to me, what do you do? I say, I learn Torah. She says, that's amazing. I love... She, she apparently, she had been a secretary years before in yeshiva. She met, she's a Gentile lady. She says, I love that you said that. Like, I never thought about this before. I, I, I said, she said, you're still learning. Understand? Like, when, like, in yeshiva, you say, you learn Torah. Right? Most, she said, in college, nobody learns. You just study. Right? You're learning Torah. Like, we, we look at Torah and we learn Torah. We, we look at it 
nobody read, nobody kisses. I don't even if even if you were in law school, no one's kissing their law book. And they don't look at the law book as it's just a means to an end. Like we view Torah, we kiss it, we reverence. You don't hold the tape. The Torah, you stand when it comes in the room. Even when you open the Aron, most, most people stand up because the Aron is cut for the Torah. It creates a different dynamic. How, it creates a different dynamic. In fact, the, the, the Shulchan Aruch says, if you have Sfarim, you can't be unclad in front of it. Right? That's why in, in people's bedrooms, if they can't have Sfarim, right? Uh, you, you know, yeah, it can't, you can't be unclad in front of it. Why is that? Does it hurt the Sfarim? No. It's how we view it. It's how it affects our minds. It shows us how we're going to de- deal with it. So it's a relationship with Torah. It's, it, there's actual... Because when you get to a higher level, for sure, and sure, I told you, jump to the high... You're, 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 you're in graduate school right now. Right? Uh, the, when you get to a higher level, you, you think to yourself, like, how... If I'm, there's a depth to my relationship that a mitzvah is not just... You know, I, it, it always bothers me. Sometimes I speak to, to people who don't understand Torah. say, Rabbi, you have a lot of rules. It's like some like some legal system with just like a bunch of laws. And no, 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 it's not a bunch of rules. It's all ways to connect to God. It's not like you traffic laws. Like if you have a law of jaywalking, and I jaywalk, right? Everyone, you know what jaywalking is? I knew you wouldn't know. You're such a tzaddikist. So I do it all the time. Uh, right? What happens if you jay- jaywalk and you can't cross in certain parts of the street? If you jaywalk, okay, does anything happen? No, just a law. It's just a law. And if, you know what happens? If no cars are there at night. Actually, I knew it. There was a Jew, a Yid, Rav David Lifshitz. It was a great, a great, great role in New York. He, like, even like 12 o'clock in New York in Manhattan, you know, he would push the, he, 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 would never, he, would never, he would never jaywalk. He'd push the light and wait. Like if car, the streets could be empty. The law says you can only cross over here and you need the light. That's all he would do. Like, you know, you know, but that's because he, he, he took the, the law very, on a very high level. He wanted to be used to keeping law. But like, you know what? If you jaywalk, nothing happens. But in Yiddishkeit, it's all about the relationship. It's not what I can get away with. <laughs> I, can, I can take the shortcut. No, the jaywalking is actually a loss in Judaism. Right? I, I, it's, I, it's like, I, like I once said to someone, a Jew who is uh, conservative, I said, you don't understand the difference between me and you. You view kosher as a tradition or a law. And that's why he's not so careful. I view kosher as, not only is it nuclear, <laughs> not only do I, if I eat kosher, do I affect my own soul in the world, but it's actually, I want to connect to God. It's not, like, it's not just like a, some law. It's like, if I eat kosher, it damages my relationship to Hashem. If you don't eat kosher. If you don't eat kosher. I'm don't just making sure you're listening. <laughs> yeah, good, you pass the test. Right, if you don't eat kosher, it damages like, like these people talk, and you know what? When you view things as just a law, then people jaywalk in life. They see what they can get away with. Like, there's not so many cards. It's not so bad. I don't have to do it that way. But if it, it's like I daven this morning. I prayed. You prayed. You daven. Did you daven? Did you connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Like I said this last week, when El Yalapian. I mean, it's a different galaxy. It's a different. It's a different hashkafa, different valtanchang, how you do things. And then how we connect the Torah. Vasidah Halas Bikurim. Now Bikurim were the first fruits, the time of the Bates Mikdash, the time of the temple, the first fruits they would bring up to Jerusalem. Liras Mahuhi Durin Shalmitsas, and they would do it in the most beautiful fashion. They would bring it on gold plates or fruits. Right? They would they would they would be so excited to do this mitzvah in the in the right way. Shikak Shaninu. 
Hashur Holok Lafanov, and they would, they, they would carry it on animals. They didn't have cars in the 2,000 years ago. They had oxen, and they would have, and they would have, um, you ever see, by the way, uh, 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 you know, just married, what do they, do they take a jalopy, like a little buggy? You get a limo or a very fancy car. And they're going in fashion. They're, go, they're doing cars with this bizarre. They had, the, the horns were, were covered with gold. They put a thing of olive head. The really wealthy people would bring it their best, which was uh, in gold or silver. And, and the people who are not so wealthy, they bring it in, in, in wicker baskets. Bas- they want to show, even everyone would show to do their best. And Shosh means Bikurim, Tosefes Bikurim, Iter Bikurim. We honor mitzvahs. We beautify mitzvahs. And from here we learn to all the mitzvahs. When we do a mitzvah, we do it in the best way. In the most beautiful way. Actually, some of the laws of Bikur, we even learn by a wedding. In certain places, they stand for the chas and the kala as they come into the wedding. You ever see they stand up for the chas and the kala as they're walking in? Why do they stand? Because it's actually by Bukurim, when they would come in, everyone stood up for the mitzvah. Everyone around, even if you were not bringing your first fruits, everyone around stood up for the mitzvah. That's why by a bris, by the way, when they say kvater, right? right? When, when they bring in the baby, everyone stands up. Why everyone standing up? It's not even Shimon Esther, all of a sudden everyone stands up. Because everyone's standing up for the mitzvah. Have you ever, see, have you ever been a bris, everyone's sitting down? Right? No, you stand up. because sh- that, That's not from Bukurim, by the way. We're showing an appreciation. It's an amazing moment. It's a, an amazing mitzvah. By the way, when you're doing a bris, you don't do it like, you, you know, you, you do it in the best way possible. You have a wedding. Do people want to cheap out on their weddings? I, I will tell you, I've had this a few times. I think this before. I've had Israelis, actually, not, never Americans. Israelis who can't go back to Israel ask me to marry them off. They're like, Rabbi, can we get married in like two weeks? Like two weeks, I say, yeah, we'll do it in my backyard and my friend, and you'll you'll come. So I said, wait a second, wait a second. I said, let me tell you something. You're not doing. I'm, I will not marry anyone in two weeks. Thank God, I've every one I've ever married in my life. I've had in life. I've never had any divorces. Doesn't mean it can't happen. But I, you know, I, before you get married, you need part of marriage is preparation. You don't just get married. It's like you're elope somewhere. Like you know, you you, you first the wedding is important. You got to have a good wedding to appreciate what marriage means. It's not about the money. It's not about spending. It's about realizing this is the biggest decision of your life. This is the greatest moment of your life. And you know, before you get married, you got to learn. I'm not just not just not just tarat I want to teach you what it means to be a chatan, or a, my wife will teach you a kala. What it means to be married. It's not a joke. You you come in and you just like do it like, all right, let's go. You know you know how you view marriage the rest of your life. It's okay. It's kacha. We got married. No, this is the best. This is the most important thing in your life. You know, it's just a hush of thing. This is not just something. And all mitzvahs are not that way. This is this is an important thing. Um, and even how you do do other things. The Amru Rava, Rava was a great Rosh Hashiva in Babylonia, in the time of the Talmud. Rami Puzke, just going back to close, right? Rami, this is actually what it brings down. Rami Puzke Vumatze, he would actually put on good shoes. He wouldn't just get, he would pray, Omar, he called the Kursa Lakalai, so I'm going in front of God. Big that we talk about Asa of coming, this week's coming, Parsha, where he put on the, the, 
the best close, Esav says, Ani Shamashti, Rabbi Shimon said, I should serve my father, Esav, uh, when he would, um, the mitzvah that Esav had, the one great mitzvah he had, he did Kivar Aviyam. And whenever he would serve Yitzchak, he would put on his best clothes. He would do it because he viewed um, he would serve his serve him food or whatever his father his father was blind. Isaac was blind. Yitzchak was blind. So whenever he'd help his father, he viewed it such an important thing to help his father. He put on his best clothes. He, in other words, he focused on it. He did this was a very important thing. Um, by the way, you see, just just were you in the tzavah? You in the army? When you wore a uniform, did you feel a little different in the uniform versus not? In the beginning, maybe. In the be- okay, but after a while, you just want to take it off. <laughs> so that's a different discussion. But when when you put something on, there's a chashivas to it. Whether you it's a match, you feel proud. You feel like you're doing something important, yeah. right? You're doing something important, right? Now, getting used to it is a different. It's a law of lachshav. Don't laugh for now. When you're doing something, Asaph, every time he did it, he put it on. Right, you know, um, I'm going to give an example from Yeshiva. There is a Seder called Musra Seder, like we're doing now. You learn ethics, and you learn life improvement. And in, in Yeshiva's like Lakewood or Mir, when they're learning Gemara, they, they're often, there's no, they're not wearing hats. Again, when they go into Musra Seder or they're davening, they put their hats on. Why do they put their hat on? Again, the hat's just an external thing, but they're showing this is something important. This is something I'm taking very seriously. They take the Gemara very seriously also. But it, it, this is something which, is, which you couldn't... It's not the main focus of Yeshiva, so you have to even focus on it more. <laughs> so they focus on it more. So Esau, who was in every other area delinquent almost, uh, when he served his father, he put on this. So Rabbi Shimigalu, who was a Nazi and Jewish people, said, I should serve, I should be like Esau to serve my... To serve. And he called Ach Kobasaradam. Asa was serving a human being. If you're serving Hashem, if you're davening in front of God, if you daven to God in your pajamas, you know, you, you wouldn't go in front of human beings in your pajamas. You wouldn't walk on the, hopefully you wouldn't walk on the street with your pajamas. Um, I hope not, you know, you know, but you certainly wouldn't go to a mall. Well, actually, I went to today's world, who knows what people you know, But like, you wouldn't go anywhere which is chashev. Right? You wouldn't do that. So, again, if a person davens... Very high? No, not no, very high. Not very, but like, like, I don't daven in my pajamas, but like, I don't get dressed for it. You don't have to... I'm listen. not in that place right now. So listen, like, like anything else we're learning, you need, how it applies to you, you need to know who you are. This is just like, like since you're first class, I don't, and this is Slate, you've never been here before, have you? Some people are in Israel, some people are here. Good. So, when you, I, I said this a long time ago. What was my example of lifting weights? In, in all of spirituality, you have to look at it as weightlifting, right? If you try to do too much too fast, you pull your muscle. Right? The key in life is do lots of reps and build yourself up, right? So, when we talk about whatever we're learning, we're learning the goal, the dream. If you don't, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't have a vision of what you should and could do, you're never going to get there. If you have a very low vision of what Judaism is and what greatness is, you'll never get there. You know, an amazing thing that the Torah world has is a vision of a of a righteous person, because you have a you have something you aim to. So, in anything, we always learn. It's you have to know who we are, where we are, what what we're doing. But we need to have a vision. You need to know what greatness is. 
right? and what, what, where we should be going, we take it to the extent that we can in anything in life. Um, so, he, so he said, if I'm dominating from Hashem, I should be at least how I go in front of a, of a great king. Next topic, Shabbos. You know what? I, I, Shabbos is like, it, you know, who listens to my wife's class? Uh, uh, one, two, three, four. Right? Do, do, does it help your Shabbos? Shabbos, right? Do you know the Risa class to listen to? Okay. Thursday night, you know? We'll you know. There's a call in class. Yeah, it's a Thursday night. So, like, you know, I tell you, I said this before, I, my, I've gained from this, but Shabbos is like, you, there is no end of how holy and how great Shabbos can be. How amazing Shabbos can be. Shabbos is the biggest, you know, if I had to say, if you want to see Torah, you want to see mitzvahs, it's Shabbos. You know, I once told, I've said this more than once, to, to Jews, keep three Shabbases and you can do it your whole life. Just do it three times. But it doesn't mean to play Monopoly on Shabbos. It doesn't mean, Shabbos, I won't do anything and play Monopoly. You'll jump off a roof. That's not... That's not you, if you have all the negative prohibitions and you don't have any connection, that's not what Shabbos is about. Shabbos is a completely connected guy. I, I said this story once. I said, I went, when I was in law school, I brought a kid. This guy was a counselor in the reform camp uh, you know, in, in the East Coast. And today... It's very different, but then he was like, he, I brought him for Shabbos. He said he had one time had a Shabbos in his life by a, a person. He comes to my house. He says, okay, when are we playing Monopoly? I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, I once went, somebody we played Monopoly a few times. I said, Aaron was his name. I said, Aaron, you're for a big surprise at Shabbos. <laughs> I did the Philadelphia Yeshiva. We learned, you know, we dominated, did this. And that's about it. It's not, you could say, oh, that's what Shabbos is. It's just like there's no spirituality, no ruchnius. Just don't do any positive actions, no electricity, like like a bunch of Quakers. You know, like, I won't do anything. No, Shabbos is really all about connecting to Al-Qadish Baruch, all about connecting to Hashem. And the more, I don't care how religious a person is, the more they emotionally, and they invest in it, and how you keep Shabbos. So what Shabbos is like, how much are you going to give to Shabbos? How much are you honoring Shabbos? By the way, Shabbos, you can look at from, well, we'll get to a little bit now. When you talk about, how do you honor Shabbos? The more you honor them, first of all, you're showing that the prophet Isaiah says specifically about Shabbos, you should honor it. It's actually a mitzvah covered Shabbos. There's many manifestations of honoring the Shabbos, which are brought down in, in the Halacha, the Rambam, the Shulchan Aruch, all bring many uh, aspects. We're not learning Halacha right now, cover Shabbos, but the, the major call is, Anything which we can add to our Shabbos observance, to honoring it, you need to do it. Uh, therefore, you see even the Chachamim Harishonim, the greatest sages, the greatest Tamidicham who were spending all day learning, learning the Torah, they, they would, each, each Tafidarko, every person would do something to honor Shabbos. Rabbi Abahu, Rabbi Abahu was the Galdo Hadar, he's living in the town of Jerusalem, Talmud, actually he was in Kisaria. He was in Kisaria. So Rabbi Yasef, Ataktika Deshine, Menashev Nura. 
he would get a, a very expensive stool, which was ivory, and and he would get the the uh, a, 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 the, he would continue to get the fire ready for the Shabbos food. In other words, he first of all sat on an expensive stool. He was very into this. I'm helping for the Shabbos food. I'm I'm helping prepare for Shabbos. You know what happens to me, by the way. One thing I love about Yerushalayim. It's already Friday. You feel Shabbos everywhere. Like you walk, everyone's getting ready for you, you know. You go to anyone being Gula on Friday. You know, you know. You, you feel that. You know, you were there a couple of years. No, you have a feeling of people buying food for Shabbos, getting ready for Shabbos. The men are going to the mikvah for Shabbos, saying Shira Shirim. Houses. There's a hachana for Shabbos. Rava, Rav Safra, Machach Reshe. He would. He would. Um, he would be involved in the, the, the burning of the hair to get the animals to be shechted for Shabbos more ready. Rava Malch Shibuta, Rava, again, most of the examples are not contemporary, but so the, the point is that they all did things to prepare for Shabbos. Rava would, would, would salt the fish. Ravuna Malik Shraga, Ravuna would get the candles ready by lighting them for, beforehand. Rav Papa Gidu Pasulta, Papa to the wicks. So Rav Chista Parm Soka, he would cut the beets. Rabba Rav Yosef, they're all the great Rosh Hashiva, the Pumpadisa, Sura. Uh, in Eretz Yisrael, he would matzach tzibe. He would get the wood ready. Rav Nachman maktiv al makatev fenapek, where he would get all the bundles. Amri ilu makliinli rabbi rabbi amir and said milu mechtafik kamei. He said if he said if I would have the most prominent people coming to my house, would be Amir of Asi, who were the students of Yochanan, who was the author, the main editor of the Jerusalem Talmud. If they would be coming to my house, right? What would you? What would your husband do if? Ten years ago, Chacham Avadi would come to your house. How would your house look that Shabbos? What would, he, what would he do? Would he buy like some old turkey roll for him, paper plates, go to go to the dollar store and buy some tablecloths? But how would your house look? The best. The best, right? Why would be right? It would look the best. Why? Because you're honoring Chacham Avadi. You know, pick. You know, if you're. It, 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 you know, if your if if your loved one would come back alive, you would see them like someone you could think of your saba, safta, grandma, grandpa. You imagine what you do to you know you'll be. So you, and why would you do that? Because you want to honor them. The more you do for Shabbos, it's not just an, a cover for Hashem. You treat Shabbos. Shabbos is different then. The whole galaxy of Shabbos is different. I actually gave a lecture. I recommend it. it's online. By the way, it's on. It's on the show website. It's on my my website. I gave this in Flatbush, New York, Brooklyn, about I don't know three or four years ago. They asked me to give a lecture there, so I spoke about erev Shabbos, preparing for Shabbos. Like the more you prepare for Shabbos, the more you prepare Shabbos. Think about a wedding. Right? All of a sudden, a guy proposes to. Let's get. I got that, that wedding example right. You get married right away, right? What would happen? Do you think you would appreciate your wedding more than you have six weeks of preparation for your wedding? You get invita- six weeks uh, or six months invitations, and you're working on the seating arrangements, and you're worrying. You know, I, you know, you think about what you're gonna wear and how the music's gonna be. What wedding do you appreciate more? When you get married two hours later, <laughs> or you invest in the wedding? The wedding itself. What do you appreciate more? Of course, if you invest in it beforehand, it's a different galaxy, right? If 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 you you know, have a hachana ahead of time. So all of these great sages, they wanted to honor Shabbos. Even, the, even on Friday, they, they had it. Even on, on the mental mind frame, you know, if you put on, I'm giving, you know, I don't know what my wife, I, I, actually, I don't know what my wife says on her class stories, and I, I know something that she tells me. I could, but she sometimes tells me. 
But I do, I do know this. This is my, my Thursday night class, right? You turn on music, Shabbos music, or Jewish music, not Israeli music, Jewish music. Uh, some Israeli is Jewish, some Yish. Uh, and you, and you, and you prepare for Shabbos, and you put your do your best. You can. It's a different. You come to Shabbos differently. It's posh. It's a different. There's a different reality to it. If you get ready for Shabbos, ready an hour and a half early, and you learn the Parsha, imagine that. Wow, amazing. Amazing. And you think your, your, your relationship to be Shabbos will be different. Uh, and then Rebchal goes weiter. Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman used to always think, how can I honor Shabbos? She said, Malcolm Limud, we can learn from it, Kine. What would I do to honor a human being? Because if I would do this way, what would, what would I, what, how do I want to honor Shabbos? And this is what it means to be to be, to be resourceful to fear Hashem. To think about how am I going to do things? You want to make Torah real to you? Then you, you put thought in how do I make gonna have the best Shabbos? Right? How you know I, how am I gonna create this reality? Now if your Shabbos is playing Monopoly, you know what you're gonna you know you're gonna feel like in the Shabbos? Bored. <laughs> not not just a bored game, bored. <laughs> bored. You're not gonna feel anything. It's gonna be like this is boring. Right? And if you come into prayer and you have your phone and you're looking at the, the election tomorrow. Right, maybe maybe if you pray for election, that's like, uh, right now. Seriously, by the way, if you're sitting there looking at election and your head's thinking about I don't know Senate races and House races, and, you know, and then you try to dominate, like your head's not into it, as opposed to thinking before dominating, preparing yourself, thinking. I mean, a million things are like that. You have. I shall not, you know that you make Havdalah Saturday night when you make Havdalah yet the, the Basamim why do you have Basamim? why do you have Basamim? survey says why do you have Basamim? it's late it's late why do you have Basamim? I'm it makes you feel. I just heard it recently. <laughs> See, how many years are we making Basam for? What? This is the, you know, so, no, so like, by the way, all of this are just, this is a separate point. And the more you understand that Shabbos, the more you appreciate it also. Now there's a certain feeling of you want to appease yourself. You should bother you that Shabbos is leaving. You know, it should, it should bother you that, that you're missing out on this reality. It, there should be a, a feeling of loss. Right? There should be a feeling of loss of the neshama Yisrael, which is there to give you an increased ability to have the spiritual reality on Shabbos. And for Shabbos itself. Um, we, we appreciate um, the, the, what Shabbos brings to us. You want to know what the essence of, of all of God is? Which, which we're going to get to loving God, which is our goal to get to next week or two. To love Hashem, to, to really love Hashem. Because you know, again, just going back, if you want to have a deep relationship, right, 
you have to have a certain amount of awe of it. If you were to love, again, pick marriage, which is the, the, the Zohar's metaphor and the Navi. If you love somebody, you don't want to hurt the relationship. You want, you want to honor the relationship. You want, to, you want it to be important to you. It's, if you love your job, you don't want to mess up your job. Right? If you if you love your child, you don't want to hurt their education or who they are. You think about how what's the best way to do it. What's the best you know? You, how am I going to do this in the best way possible? Right. So so well, you can think about the details of it, and then you can talk about love. But if you have to have a certain amount of all that, you don't want to you want to do things in the right way. You want to do things in the proper way. You want to have a certain amount of reverence for the relationship. So our reverence for the, for the things in my mitzvahs, by the way, it's the greatest mega millions powerball you can ever imagine, right? These are the things that we're going to be eternally rewarded for. It's the essence of life. I mean, it's not like you just shake a lulav. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I remember once, this is amazing. I was in northern Israel. I was in northern Israel. And I, I, I forgot where I was. It was with my wife's family. And we were looking at the sukkah. And I found a sukkah somewhere to eat on sukkah, And I see a guy and I, uh, on the streets, and he comes to the sukkah. I say, oh, can I see, see the sukkah? So I had a lulu of an esterik in the, in the, in the really like a bus with us. I brought a lulu of an I said, shake the lulu of an esterik. So he said, I don't know if I've never shaken this. I think he didn't shake the lulu of an esterik his whole life. Uh, or a long time. I, I, I don't know if this was many years ago. She shook it. And I started dancing. I said, this is amazing! This is great. No, 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 no. no. Like, I was like, the guy looked like crazy. I said, do you know what you just did? Do you know what you just did? Do you appreciate what you just did? You just be, you just, you just kind of have to touch up. You know, you could shake a Luvan Esrog and think you just did the dumbest thing in the world. Or you could shake a Luvan and realize it. What did you just do? Right? I mean, you could, uh, it's, it's how are you going to invest in it? It's the same act. You can pray, you can keep, what are you putting in there? If you have awe, now, a lot of it's also appreciation and knowledge. That's for sure true. But it's not, even if you have appreciation knowledge, you went to Beit Yaakov, right, in Harnov, or wherever you went, or in LA, right, and you don't have the sense of awe, right, or you went to Beit Yaakov, San Jose, Amachad, right, 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 so you don't have that sense of awe, you don't have that sense of, it's a different relationship. We'll talk about it further with the help of heaven. Fear of H-E-L-L, by the way. It's like the fear of, you know, I don't, I, it's external. It's not, you don't care about the relationship. You care about yourself. <laughs> That's, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't really care if I, I cheat on my wife. I don't want to get in trouble, right? It's like, that's the lowest level. You shouldn't want to do that because it's the, you're damaging your relationship. Person should want to keep kosher and Torah and mitzvahs because you love Hashem, you care about Hashem, you care about being spiritual, you care about the, what it means, not because you're gonna get, but what? Not because you're gonna get punished. Or- right, but ultimately, as discussed, you know, in a moment of test, and you should think about there are consequences to actions. We'll pick up next week on this idea, and. Um, and then honoring the Torah and soon we'll, if, if not next week the week after we'll get to talk about Avas Hashem okay ladies have a great night